0: Hey, welcome to the IMPACT Podcast by Youthtopia. Join me in meeting the youth of Singapore who are making a positive impact to the world around them. Welcome back to the Impact Podcast. Today, we're excited to have Ling with us. She's the co-founder of Project Green Ribbon. So, Project Green Ribbon is a purpose-driven mental health initiative founded for the community. So, they're dedicated to providing support to those who are struggling with their mental health, as well as to create awareness for mental health causes in Singapore and the world. So, very happy to have you with us today, Ling. We're going to have an interesting conversation about spreading awareness of mental health in Singapore. But first, can I get you to introduce yourself to everybody?
1: (laughs) So yeah, I'm Ling and I'm the co-founder of Project's Green Ribbon. Normally it takes me a while to actually get things going, so I get a bit nervous usually. Um yeah, and I'm 30 years old this year and I've got three beautiful kids. Interesting, interesting. So <laughs>
0: is Project Green Ribbon like your full-time thing? How what 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 are you doing
1: now currently? Yes, it's full time with what we do. It's basically the only thing that I'm doing. Everything is dedicated to Project Green Ribbon and I'm, I'm loving it really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, So nice to hear that. Um, so tell me a bit about what really
0: inspired you to start Project Green Ribbon. Was there a personal story that you went
1: through? Pretty much a very personal journey where I was actually searching for myself, and along the way through going through the system, actually, you know, um, through the financial assistance and going through with different social workers, going to different hospitals, and looking for the right therapist for myself, I actually felt that there were lots of gaps that could have been better. Mm-hmm. Lots, lots of um, how do I say this? Things that could have been improved. For ex- for instance, you know, the different kinds of resources given at different kinds of organizations. And so, you know, along the journey, I felt that I was very much alone. There was nobody that I could really lean towards to actually support me in my journey. So for instance, even if it's my therapist, my therapist is only there for like one hour. And then if I see my doctor, they're only there for like 15 minutes. And then I have to see someone else which is like my social worker to help me on a more regular basis. And every single time, one of the struggles I faced was actually having to repeat myself countless times. Mm. And that itself was already like reliving the trauma. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah. Mm. So... I think it came to a point where my husband and I were searching for ourselves and we decided to say it's time for us to actually do something about it. Mm -hmm. It started off with us live streaming and when I was live streaming it was very casual and I, I thought like hey let's just chill out and let's just play games and over time I realized that it was not who I was and so I decided to say I have to be me you see and When you suffer from depression, it cannot hide. You can't hide from it. You can't pretend not to have depression. When it hits you, it just hits you. And there's no reason for it, right? So, being in the community and building the community up with people from different countries, I then told myself, maybe it's time to actually do something more. And the question was, how can we actually do something more?
0: Mm. And so,
1: what is Project Green Ribbon about today? Yeah, we're a communication platform and a bridge for people. So it's not like, you know, professionals coming to you and say, are you okay? You know, most of the time professionals are actually seated in like their rooms, Mm. but nobody comes out and say, hey, are you okay? Are you fine? Do you need to talk? So, you know, we are here to actually be that first support to people, to let people know that, hey, it's okay to actually reach out. And once you reach out, how do we actually respond to that? Mm. I think I focus on one thing, which is to create an impact in society. And in order for us to create an impact Presence is very much needed. Mm, yeah. Mm, mm. And so, how did you, kind of create that, that presence? Um. How did I create it? Ah? Mm. I honestly have no experience. I didn't complete school. So what I did was I just really, dived into the water and just figured my way out as it goes along. But of course I had a vision of what I felt was lacking and what I wanted to improve and from there I actually maneuver my way around. And I'm curious to ask
0: uh for leading from your point, right, about Project Green Ribbon. Um and I don't mean to mean it in like a uh, calculating things from like
1: yeah. the very Singaporean
0: way. Like everything yeah. must be down to metrics, right? But I'm just wondering yeah. like in terms of the idea of like building a community, what yeah. does that kind of like look like? Like are there a bunch of individuals that you guys mm-hmm. help like regularly? What are some of the stuff that you
1: I don't know, maybe events that you you, you organise with them? So, at the moment, right, when we talk about community, you're right, actually. When we talk about data and statistics, that's what Singaporeans want to, like, mm. have a look. But to be frank, I, someone actually told me this, lah, you know, you don't really need data and statistics to help people. Like, even if we talk about data and statistics, then what? Mm-hmm. Like, if we read the news, right, okay, we read a one in four, one in seven, one in whatever. And then... What does it affect you? Do you feel so empathetic about it or like mm. even sympathetic about it? You just go on with your life and just it's just numbers, but yet they are so important and necessary at a different angle if you look at it. But on a community le- angle, we talk about individuals like really heartland malls. So, how does that look like? Is we started off between me and my husband, and then we actually sort of like, just do whatever we want. Okay, We felt this was lacking, let's just do this. That was lacking, let's just do that. And then people started to join us from the community. People started to say, hey, I understand what you're doing. Hey, I understand um, what you're trying to say. And I realized that trauma survivors or people who have gone through trauma, we actually tend to have a different way of thinking, a very different perspective of things comparing to the society in general. Mm. And so right now, you know, we have programs that's curated by Persons in recovery or people who are going through struggles with themselves together with professionals. Mm. If you notice a lot of programs in Singapore, let's just talk about Singapore, okay? Um, It's always about, oh, this doctor created that, that doctor created that. But the reality is for someone to be able to know and talk about trauma or even your own mental well-being on a deeper level, you need to have gone through that yourself. So my question will be: How many professionals have actually gone through that themselves mm. to be able to understand, to empathize, and to relate, and to know what is necessary for the other person on the other end?
0: Mm, mm. Yeah.
1: I think we are in a society where it's like we are taught, you know, that hierarchy
0: is really important, right? Mm. That like if somebody is a doctor, then we believe That's correct. correct that the that, that, that experience and like what they share is the one that we should be looking towards right mm-hmm. i'm curious to know um about your own personal journey with mental health and if you're willing to share your story with us um kind of what motivated you to really embark on this journey because i think that for a lot of us especially in a society we grew up with right um we mental health was never really a priority right um when we are kids i think it's popular these days but nobody's really like okay mental health is something that I want to champion
1: Mm. until we really maybe have gone through something ourselves Mm. so with regards to my own personal journey I have been diagnosed with multiple conditions but that does not actually affect or affect me in any way per se or change who I am you know Mm. I think with conditions and diagnosis it's just as simple as like people who have cancer or people who have diabetes we don't really need to go to people and say hey are you diabetic? Mm. Hey, do you have cancer or not? Or we don't label people to say like, um, you know, uh, that one so and so, the diabetic. You, we, we don't go into people. So why, why does these conditions and diagnosis actually matter so much to people? At the end of the day, I think it's not about these diagnoses. If people do have a condition, whether it's mental or physical, then they should seek help and they should get the medication that is needed. However, on the other end, if people who actually are just not doing so well in life. For example, if you have flu, do you always have to take medications for flu? You know, and if you're feeling depressed at that time or you're feeling sad or you're grieving over something, that's perfectly normal. It doesn't mean that, you know, you need to have a diagnosis for that. So, I don't think diagnosis actually is that important in a way as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. And so, for for you, you mentioned that, you know, you had gone to therapy. Was there something that had
1: sparked this uh, journey for you? The truth is... This journey is more than just me searching. It actually has a lot of purpose for me because I feel that it's also a calling. Mm -hmm. It's an unexplainable calling where it was just placed in front of me throughout the journey that I was actually searching for myself. So in all that I do with Green Ribbon, I think the first thing first that comes to me is about me. It's about why am I even doing this. It's not like, oh, you're so kind, then you're so amazing, and this wonderful person who's like thinking of the world. It's it's not true. It always starts with us first because I was searching for myself Mm. because I needed to look for something to keep on living because living was painful for me. Mm. And so I was literally sitting in the corner every single day of my house, right? Then one day float by, another day float by, and then you're just like, oh, you know why these people, some people are like this, some people are like that. Um, why this person can like, so carefree, uh, their life, uh, their heads are so empty, you know. And it's just like this, you know, and then you just sort of like succumb to your conditions or the state that you're in. And so for me, it was really about wanting to get out, wanting to say I have enough. I really had enough. And also, how can we make a change? You know, and that's when I actually came up with the sentence of the power of helping yourself through the act of helping others. Mm. It was when I really found meaning and found purpose without me even realizing. I mean, to be honest, I've tried many different things from writing to even um, doing YouTubes, but it just never worked out until I could have actually, I actually felt that I was able to relate to someone else mm. and so that person was also able to relate to me in exchange mm-hmm. yeah so
0: I'm, I'm curious to know you, you mentioned that um, Green Ribbon brings together like professionals but also people who have gone through mm-hmm. like lived experiences um, dealing with their own mental health issues right I'm wondering if you can share um, about an experience where you guys have maybe helped somebody who was going through a difficult time mm-hmm. or like um,
1: yeah basically like gone through a, a journey with with these individuals? First of all, I think, you know, it's not about whether it's a group of individuals. We help everyone around us and it begins from home. So even in Green Ribbon, it starts with ourselves first. It starts with the volunteers first. We don't even go out to say like hey because we don't really provide that kind of like beneficiary system but it's within the community where there's this personal journey so all our volunteers are actually full-time adults themselves but the question is why do these people volunteer Mm. because they're looking for something themselves Mm. and so coming together when you talk about that unique experience for me is when people individual people from the society actually come together to actually start to realise that we want to do something good. That's the baseline. But yet, in the midst of all this, we are all searching for ourselves. I wouldn't even say mental health issues, but I would say people who are struggling in life. Mm. Because at the end of the day, with a diagnosis, without a diagnosis, we all have emotions, we all go through different kinds of mental capacity and states in one day. Right? So, there's no difference to that alone. And so, the the real unique experience is the community that has come together where we actually talk to each other and we realise that, hey, oh, you have this story. Hey, you also have that. Hey, how come you're also going through this? I didn't know that probably someone who's a banker, mm-hmm. you know, um, goes through anxiety or is a trauma survivor or that a doctor actually suffers from ADHD, for example. Or that, you know, someone who's in such a high position, like a CEO or COO, comes to us and say, you know, that, hey, I actually have this story that's behind me or, you know, I'm actually going through these issues. And then from people all the way to the community who don't have money, who don't have food to eat, and they just call us and say, hey, Ling, I'm so happy I get to talk to you, you know, because I have no other way out already. I don't know where else to go. Nobody understands what I'm trying to say. Mm. So when you get that resonance in a way, you know, where everybody sit together and say, they actually, a similarity in all, that they actually... Um, understand and they are going through something that we are all human beings and that is really okay mm, i think mm. that is what is so unique about it
0: mm, mm, mm. tell me more about um the community because you said that you know you mm. gather
1: together to share stories right is there one particular story that has like stood out to you all stories are unique i wouldn't say one story because everyone's story is unique and everyone's story is so special Mm. So, I wouldn't actually say that. Is there anyone that stood out to me? No.
0: Mm. Actually, what I'm looking for is also like to illustrate to the listeners. Like, you know, basically to help them
1: understand. Really don't. <laughs> I really don't. Honestly, I don't. Because when I look at my stories, right, or when I look at people with different backgrounds, the only similarity and what really inspires me is that every single person is going through something at some point. in time. Mm. Whether is it a sadness, whether is it anxiety, I think that is really the key. The story itself is always just a matter of the context. But it's really, how do I say this, it really is not what like I take away from at all like I, I just don't know how to say that mm, yeah. no i understand
0: i completely understand yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so tell me a bit about mm-hmm. i think in singapore it's a, it's a, it, you you're right to say touching on a point that you know everybody goes mm-hmm. through like some level of like um mental health like struggles right yeah. in general so i think the question is in your experience, I think like coming from um, uh, as, a, as a mom of kids and everything and then like living in a, growing up in an environment where mental health wasn't so important, right? Have you seen like changes to the conversation around like mental health in the last couple of years and what does that kind of look like?
1: Yes, there has been quite a lot of changes. In fact, you know, back then when you... When the minute you talk about mental health, right, it's like, something wrong with you, are you crazy? Mm. You know, that's the most common one that everybody knows, lah. And then the minute you go to IMH, like, wow, well, you must really have a green card. So there are stigmas like that and people with such comments. Over the years, especially through this year, it has really changed quite a bit mm. you know a lot of people are paying more attention to it and people are realizing how important or people are starting to understand that hey i actually got mental well-being you know it's very funny i, I sometimes talk to people and i say we're all human beings we are so we always need to focus on something that is more tangible mm. but then you know everything in life even if it's equipment they need to rest they need to be taken care of they need to be renewed you know like maintenance la. and i think my, my last question mm. to you i think is um you
0: mentioned at the beginning of the podcast that you are a mother of three, right? Yeah. So I'm 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 thinking um, in that regard, like mm. what are you? I mean, I asked what are your hopes for like Singapore in future, right? But like, yeah. I guess how will you teach your children about like mental health and like growing mm. up and like the
1: next generation about how important this mm. field and topic is? To be honest, there's no way of teaching mm. because it's not like, hey kids, come sit down. I'm gonna teach you A is for apple. You know, like B looks like this. There's no way of teaching. Mm. Mental well-being is part of life. The only way that I can teach them or is by showing them
0: mm-hmm. on a daily
1: basis. By trying to be a better version of myself, by trying to be more aware about my own feelings, by trying to sit with them during the meltdowns, which is insanely almost impossible. Like last night, my son was like screaming uh, and crying and then it's been happening for a few days and it got me to a point where I started crying because I was so angry that I was scolding him and I was like screaming and shouting, being a mom, okay, I'm not perfect, you know, and then he was crying and then I looked at him and I felt so sad. I was like, oh dear, I'm, I'm failing. As a mom, you know, I, I, I'm I failing. I'm not doing well. Oh, I shouldn't have shouted at him. And then all the guilt, guilt creeps in. But because I know that there's a part of me that wants to teach them, like you said, right? Mm. So I sat him down and I told him and I explained to him and I told him, it's okay to be sad. So when he saw me crying, right, he cried even more. La. He went sobbing, you know. <gasps> he shares the feelings with you. Yeah, he he stopped crying. When he, when he saw me crying, he went like that. And then I was like, of course, la, I cry some more. La. He cried, I cried, he cried, I cried. Then I told myself, I cannot, cannot, cannot stop. It's okay to be Sad because you need to show your children that you're sad, mm. but not until like that la, Like mm. you know what I mean. Then the child is gonna get frightened, mm. Mm. <laughs> and he's five. So you know by showing them, I think is so important. Showing them that I am trying, talking to them in my daily conversations about emotions, talking to them even in my daily. I mean in my daily work, they know what green ribbon is, and they always say to me, "I'm so proud to be green ribbon. I'm gonna work there one day." Mm. So you know, um, it's the little things that is. That we think is so harmless, in a way, right? That is drilled into their minds, you know? I'll give you a very simple analogy, okay? When you grow up, right? Nobody needs to teach you what McDonald's is. Mm. Correct? Like, how you know what's McDonald's? Because over time since you're a baby, uh, or even in your mom's tummy, right? You're already listening to the world. Mm. And so it's a very funny one, which brings me back to this point. I always tell people, I say, you know, when the baby is in the tummy, we always say, um... your baby hears everything. Daddies should talk more to your baby. Read books to your baby. Mummies, you know, read this book, listen to this, this kind of music, classical music, blah, 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 blah. And then when the baby comes out, right? Then people have arguments, or people you know, go out, or people just carry on with her. Don't worry, the baby don't know anything one. Very small. Correct? You hear before? Yeah, I know it's funny, but you hear before? Don't worry, the baby, they don't know anything one. What's the logic when the baby's in your tummy? The baby knows everything. And the baby come out, the baby suddenly don't know anything. The baby got eyes really can see you somehow physically and touch you, know. So, my, back to my point. When you see McDonald's or you see things around, it's already in a way framing the kid's mindset. Mm. So, when they grow up, they look at trees. They know, no, ah, mommy, trees are green. Ah. All along, has been green. No. No, son. The tree is purple. Mm. Huh? Where is Purple. And then it becomes a, a, a thing of like, hey, this is not normal anymore. Hey, not normal. No, How come the tree looks like that? Or how come the tree is so... So, we are already listening. Mm. Our five senses are already engaged. So, that's why, you know, it's not about going to schools. It's about just having it in, in cultivating it in our life. It's like you eat. You breathe, right? You go toilet, right? You need to pee-pee. You need to poo. You know, you need to do your human being stuff. So, taking care of your mental well-being should be also like a human being way of looking after yourself. Mm. Nothing mm. extraordinary. No need to actually pay extra, extra attention to it. Yeah, it's really about going back to basics. Mm, I really like that. I really like that. Yeah. It sounds as
0: if it's like a I mean the way you put it is as if it's like for a long time we have kind of
1: like denied that part of ourselves. We but denied. it's really just about. I, I mean, frankly speaking, even in childhood, right? What's everybody was a child once. Yeah. What do parents always say? Don't be rude to me. It's true. Right? It's true. You don't talk back to me. Huh? Yeah. One minute you tell me don't talk bad to you. One minute you say when I when you ask me a question again, why are you not answering me? Mm. So you want me to talk or you don't want me to talk?
0: Mm.
1: Correct. And, and it's so drilled into generations over generations. Even I do it. No, even even now as I'm talking about all these things to you, right, Mm. please don't think that I don't do it. At home, I'm also, I'm doing the same thing also. (laughs) And then I'm like, oops. But it's because it's been, it's been passed down to you also lah, you know what I mean? It's like, you learn these kind of things from your parents as well. We carry lots of trauma baggages on top of us. So what's the most important thing is to learn and to realise that, Mm. hey, every single thing we do actually affects somebody.
0: Mm -hmm. So I'm just thinking of a, now now that you mentioned, I'm just thinking of like, when I was young, my parents used to tell me like, oh, don't be so emotional. Emotional, yeah. Don't be so dramatic, and yeah. then like it, it. definitely stuck, and and you know, stop like... stop following your feelings. Yeah, correct. <laughs> <laughs> and then when the girl was like, okay, like cannot feel so like emotional about something. Yeah. Cannot like
1: you know like feel like, become sad. robot. Ah. yeah, correct. <laughs> become robot is better. And this is what <laughs> Singaporeans yeah. have become. We have become robots, actually. You know, so we just do things now. Uh, one day after another day. If you ask a randomly you go on the streets and you ask a Singaporean, hi, do you know what you actually want to be in your life? Cannot. They can't, answer, <laughs> they can't answer one. They can't answer one. I I went I went for my. I went for... Okay, so I went for... I went for a treatment recently. Not Mm. treatment. I went to see a doctor recently. And this doctor was like so happy and so everything. And I said, whoa, doctor earning good money, right? And then, super charismatic. Then then as he was talking to me in that like five minutes, I asked him, I couldn't help but ask him, you know, doctor, you're so charismatic. You know, he's like a comedian. I can't understand how you actually went through school. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i asked him that because it's such a serious topic know, yeah. so dry a hey, doctor don't play play okay doctor no but he's like so jovial and so like you know so i couldn't help it i was curious like so i asked i don't assume huh? and you know what he said to me then i asked him oh before that i asked him so what did you actually want to be mm. an actor or a comedian i said oh that explains it all no wonder <laughs> <laughs> so why do you become a doctor yeah oh because my mom wanted me to be hmm Right, mm. so you know when you ask people these questions, you start to see the different kinds of characters and the reasons. And sometimes people open up. We become robots, lah. You know, and then we build all these walls around us, like we are constantly going for war. No, mm. go to work also got war at home also got war. Then at home in the toilet also war with ourselves. Mm. We are always like, so where is there ever like a safe place when people say like, hi ah, is there a safe place? No, green ribbon is not a safe place. Mm. Green ribbon is a bridge for people and is a communication platform for people to voice and to express out their feelings mm. a way of expression which is so important mm. but then again please don't express means you know you start doing what you want that's also not right la. Mm. so express within boundaries mm. Mm. that makes sense yes okay. final thing
0: to round up this conversation from you mm-hmm. I mean we've talked a lot about like mental health and like, how we should help people and yeah. ourselves but I guess for the people who are tuning in and are uh, maybe new
1: to this conversation and topic, right? What is just maybe one piece of advice that you would leave us with? So, the one advice I would think is probably instead of saying charity begins from home, charity begins within yourself. Because we need to be kinder to ourselves, then can we be kinder to the people around us? Acknowledging how we feel, acknowledging, you know, the things happening around us is so much more important than always looking to the future. For goodness sake, you don't even know if you're going to be alive tomorrow. Mm. So, why not just focus on now instead of always the future? And, um, yeah, so charity begins within yourself lah, you know, Mm. focus on yourself first. It's always about investing in you and that's not selfish. People got this misconception about, oh, that's being selfish. Okay, I'm not going to go there but, you know, it's not selfish. It's just within you so that you're okay. You know, you're more in touch with yourself and you do things for yourself. Stop living for other people. Thank you so much, Ling,
0: for speaking with us today. Um, I'm sure Project Green Ribbon, you know, will continue doing amazing work and to spread awareness about mental health in Singapore. So if anybody tuning in would like to find out more about Green Ribbon and the amazing work they do, they can visit you guys at ProjectGreenribbon.org. Is
1: that correct? Yeah, that's fine. Just Google and you'll find. Cool! Yeah. Thanks for watching. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thank you.
0: This show was brought to you by Youthtopia. This project showcases everyday Singaporeans that have made an impact in our society. Have someone in mind, nominate that person at youthtopiasg forward slash impact.